Welcome to OceanFit's Onshore Podcast, where Andre Slade, that's me, meets the unordinary people of the open water swimming and water safety community onshore to talk about their adventures, lifestyle and passion for the offshore. In this episode, I met up with the Townsville Mermaids, who enjoy swimming along the Strand and enjoying post-swim slice and coffee. Here in Townsville, down in the Strand, uh, we've just been for a swim, absolutely beautiful, sun was rising and it couldn't not get any better. I'm here with the Townsville Mermaids, uh, we've got five of them have stuck around, we've just had beautiful slice from Julie, absolutely amazing, I'm going to keep eating it while we talk. <laughs> Colette, you've been nominated as the one to tell us how this all started, these crazy mermaids, yeah, kick us we, off. Um, we just... Uh, we started off as there was only a couple of us wanting to swim the magnetic island of Townsville swim and we had a coach, Heath, who was just wonderful to us and we would get together of a morning and a couple of us were just coming back from, um, we'd been swimmers, you know, in our youth and just coming back into swimming so Heath kind of pulled us all together uh, and then we just grew from there. We started as a group of over 50s women and it became a bit of a um, support group for each other as well. Then we let a few men in. That was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we've now actually grown to, to quite a, a large group and we regularly swim on Sunday mornings. We go away and we do other events um, up and down the Queensland coast. We've got a couple of very accomplished swimmers in our group. Um, a couple have done the, the Rotto swim. Um, they've done the um, Lake Argyle swim. So we've got quite a few 20K distance swimmers right through to the ones that are very social and just come down for a little um, swimble on a Sunday and some slice. <laughs> because distance isn't what it's all about, is it? It's just coming down and enjoying the water. Yeah. yeah. Connecting. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it's, we're it, blessed with a situation like the Strand here. The water is swimmable all year round and, and therefore we do. We swim uh, every Sunday or when we can anyway. So, Pete, what does a normal swim look like down here? A um, couple of Ks, yeah, but like we were just saying, some people get in and, and probably just have a bit of a flap around and, and <laughs> mix with the group. And as long as we're out in the, the salt water, that's all that matters really. Some people don't even get wet, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about my wife. <laughs> they just come for the slice. <laughs> and the coffee. And the and conversation. The company. Yeah. The company. Well, that's, that's what mermaids are all about, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They, they can be on the land and in yeah, the water. Yeah, Frolicking around. <laughs> uh, right. You say that you swim all year round, but sometimes you get to swim unimpeded, but then part of the year you've got the nets up. Yeah. yeah. And how does that change October. this one? Yeah, May to October. So November. in summertime, yes, there's there's nets in on the strand, and then um, we've can swim in the river as well. And we did a series this year that Julie organised. Well, we organised together. You might tell you led it, so you <laughs> might tell us a bit about the river swim that you, that we did. Yeah, because coming up to North Queensland, they pretty much tell you do not swim in rivers. Well, this one's got weirs in it, so above the weir, there's no salties, there's only freshies, so you should be right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like when we swam in the Kai. You'd be right, like ninety nine percent. That's a beautiful river. Ours is not quite as 
it's not quite that river, but it's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and so it's a long, tell us about the river, describe it to us. There's about 13 and a half, 14 K of swimmable stuff with, uh, what, three weirs, two of which you have to get over to, yeah. I don't know how to explain Portage. Port, yeah. There's three weirs in it um, and 14 Ks of swimmable stuff. You can't actually get up to the dam. It gets all too shallow and rocky, but it's nice. And during COVID, when the rowers were um, not allowed to swim, it, we really had the run of it, which was when the rowers were not allowed to row, we really had the run of the river. So it was just wonderful. So does that mean you swim a section and then you have to get out and climb up into the next part? Well, if you want to swim the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, I vaguely remember a event in the UK. Maybe it's a Red Bull event where they swim in the locks mm. and they have to get out. They have to climb yeah. them and then yeah. and carry on. Very similar. Yeah. 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 So yeah, when you swim the whole river, you have to sort of get out, carry your kayak down, and hop back in down the other side or whatever. But and that's born out of necessity here because in the summer the the stingers are in the water. Well, yeah. If you want to swim outside of nets, the river is really the only place that you can go. As a local and. Do you, how much concern do you have about stingers? Like, are they, is it just because everyone tells you you should be worried about them or is, it, is there a serious threat, do you think? Oh, a bit hard to say because they are there, but at different times of the year, yeah. different situations, they can be more prevalent than others. And you don't know unless you do a, a drag or something like that. But, uh, yeah, the standard advice is don't swim because there's a, a chance you can get stung. Yeah. With a box jelly, their tentacles do flow down, so and they feed along the edge. So if you're swimming out further, you're probably not going to encounter them. But you can't just say that as a, a fact because it's not necessarily true. And it's a risk. I don't think it'd be yeah. a way I'd want to die. No, no. But you, know, you can wear, you can wear these stinger suits. They're nylon mm. suits, and um, that'll give you almost all the protection you need. Except for your head, that's leading the way. I yeah, always find you've got to have a large percentage of your body stung. Yeah, it's, it's dose percent. Oh, it's dose right. okay. related. So a small child that gets hit by a large box jellyfish is going to be far greater risk than an adult that gets stung on the hand. Right. So, so you need to. You need well, to be you can't just say that an thing. adult stung on the hand won't have some serious issues, but it is dose dependent, like most right. things. Mm. But I'd be more concerned about. Swimming with box jellyfish than crocodiles yeah, and sharks absolutely. every day. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I come up here worrying about the crocodiles. Yeah, tell me about no. crocodiles. No one up here even talks about crocodiles. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're in enclosures in zoos. Well, we don't yeah. talk about it because we just don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I having... They do close a strand, though, because they have been sightings. There was a kid that jumped in to save the turtle last year, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Croc got to the turtle before he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm so, glad you told me that story now. Yeah. Having been, ha- being new to, to Townsville, so just over a year old, um, I'm still concerned about the sharks and the crocodiles swimming. So I was a little bit, you know, uh, this morning when the but sun wasn't keep, out because I was thinking Jody, shark bait. We tell Jody, don't worry about that. It's yeah. fine. Don't, they say, what do you say? Don't worry about the sharks, sharks. because the crocodiles have eaten them. Yeah. <laughs> for better or for worse, they actually have baited shark things along here. There's many of them. And... Um, I know the fishermen say that sharks are increasing, but the shark experts are saying that tiger sharks' numbers are actually down and the size of the sharks are down as well. There's still Mm. some very big animals out there, but, 
you know, at the moment, tiger sharks are probably not doing as well as they should. So I don't know. And they're, not, they're not feeding on humans anyway, you know, like. Not usually. Yeah. I've oh. swum in the salt water since I was about 15 regularly, and yeah, it's just nonsense to use that as your, your, your reason for not going for yeah. a swim when you've got more chance of being hit by a car exactly. on the way down here. Exactly. When was, has there ever been a crop attack on the strip for? On the strand here? No. 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 They pulled so, that big one out down there. But but he ne- they never attacked anyone. No. no. Oh, no. Remember the Maggie Island swim was yeah, called was off canceled. because yeah. there was yeah. a one that was nudging kayakers four, four years ago. Oh. Five years ago now. Yeah. 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 But right. he was he was doing sort of not very nice behaviour to yeah, kayakers. He was coasting wasn't he? Yeah. Along, the, mm. along the fortual, you know. Mm. You couldn't find him and catch him. No. Yeah. G'day. Kia ora. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about OceanFit. Back in 2009, OceanFit started as an ocean swim school on the golden sands of Bondi Beach. But now, we've become so much more. We deliver our world-leading training to hundreds of swimmers every summer on beaches throughout Australia, and thousands learn from our free educational resources online. Our Swim Scout directory, available on our website and app, will help you find a swim buddy, connect with social swimming groups, and discover swim events throughout the country. You can also participate in one of our events. Escape with us on a wet and wild weekend or immerse yourself on a boutique ocean swimming holiday at home or abroad. So what are you waiting for? Dive right in at oceanfit.com.au. Enjoy the rest of this episode and swim free. Well, we've dealt with my obsession with North Queensland animals that want to kill you, which is just about every single one of them. <laughs> why do we swim? Why, why do we come down here and spend so much time in the open water? Well, it's all well, about fitness. Um, we do it because water. we want a, a better lifestyle, I suppose, than uh, just lying about watching TV all day or whatever. Mm. But, yeah, it's just being active. Mm. I think I love of water. Yeah. I find that... that you play with it. I find it's a wonderful start to the day. Mm, so yeah. I just feel so energised if yeah. I've been for a swim in the morning and I can go to work and deal with anything. Yes. And I, I like prefer the salt water to the chlorinated water. I just find that that's more invigorating. Mm. I, I just feel like, oh, wow. I've, yeah. I, I feel like I'm almost on a holiday, but I'm going to work. Mm. Yeah, I think we all agree with the salt water thing, yeah. Mm. And I like, like this that. because I don't have to dive and I don't have to turn. Yeah. <laughs> Jody, that's the exact same feeling I had when I first moved to Bondi mm. um, back in 2007, I think it was. And I, I used to say, like, every day I felt like I was on holiday mm. just yeah. from going for a swim, being mm-hmm. at the beach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I feel like. Mm. Mm. We can come down here, you can be anywhere in the world. It's so glorious. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I think it's the people you meet too. And it's not just mm. the people that we, we meet and connect with in Townsville. Um, as we go and do other events in other places, we, we meet other people mm. and, you know, our network just extends. Um, and, again, we're, we're now recognised, you know, people will say, oh, the mermaids are coming. So, um, you know, we, we are recognised as a, as a group, um, as in, you know, other, other yeah. cities have their, their groups of swimmers. So. 
And I think when you're going away or, or competing wherever, it, it motivates you then to train so that you, you know you've got a, a 4K swim or whatever it is in, in you know two months' time, then you, therefore you've got to get into the pool, get out here and, and start doing the work, which is obviously a health benefit then as well. Mm. Now, Pete, some might say that you've lost touch with a common man. <laughs> this morning, well, for the listeners, Pete rocked up here with a Winnebago, basically, and that was his changing room down the <laughs> Yeah, you got a little bit of comfort. No, as you've realised, my wife then disappeared and come back ready for work, so. <laughs> so this is a benefit. And so the group uh, get together socially, um, not only going to events, but... Um, there's some fundraising uh, we have had some social um, events uh, the, where we do just get together um, recently I did the dry July um, and we had a, a get together as part of that you know just to, to get everyone together bring a gold coin throw it into the, well, was that the, to first, the donations was that that party we had on the 1st of August <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a very supportive group as well. So um, when people are in need, we, we come together and, and help each other out too. So. And Trisha's raised a lot of money through the swimathon. Yeah, we've well, the done MS the MS swimathon every year. Didn't run this year, but previous years we've, mm. we've been involved in that. It's good to be able to raise money and give back as well, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that there's a, a group or a club, it just means everything's uh, very easy when you want to get in contact with everybody and say, okay, who wants to go to the MS Swimathon or whatever it is? And, and the best just thing is in. it's not a club. There's no membership. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, no. you know, whatever. There's no, no. committee. Just, no. no, and there's kind of a core group of, of swimmers and then other people that drop in and drop out, you know, when it, mm. depending on what's happening in their life and what suits them at the time. Um, and some people are prefer to swim in the ocean, some prefer the pool, some prefer the river. So it depends what swims we're doing as to who comes along sometimes too. But it's always a social event afterwards and um, for some of us that's, that's a lot of why we swim. So we swim for the exercise, we swim to feel good and we also enjoy the company afterwards. Mm. And I think this year that's just been the best bit really, mm. hasn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. you've organised that, Julie, bringing cake down and then we have the little coffee shop next door here on a Sunday morning so we can all have a coffee and a piece of cake and yum. When Colette of <laughs> Colette, <laughs> when Colette invited me and she mentioned slice, I was like, what time? Like, <laughs> Julie, you're the you're the baker supreme. Well no I'm not actually I don't even like <laughs> cooking, you? but I do it for hey, the mermaids. And what I'm seeing right in front of me, you're you're doing pretty good. I've had three three bits this morning, well above my <laughs> three bits before seven. <laughs> my family are not impressed because they actually don't get it. <laughs> so how did it how did it start that you started bringing these beautiful slices down to the group? I think it well when we when we were you know, when COVID sort of let us come back into here and stuff, I think it was just, for me, just a extra incentive for people to come and then stay for a chat. Nice. Yeah. Are you worried that you've started something that you're not going to be able to stop? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that anyone else is complaining. <laughs> we might have to start a roster system or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> I really am not a good cook. That's well, a good idea, really Julie. <laughs> yeah. There are some other groups. I know the Cool and Get a Kabayas 
they have soup Sundays. Mm. Oh, soup? Yeah. No, I don't like soup. And the soup, nah, soup gets cooked up. There's not enough carbs in soup. <laughs> it's too so hot more for of a sugar, soup up more here. Of a sugar, well, we're in sugar cane land. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no wonder yeah. we have a sugar slice. Mm. <laughs> I think I've seen more sugar cane than I ever want to see in my life mm-hmm. uh, driving up. Did you catch it burning as you came up? We've seen some burnings, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Mm. The, my favourite are the trains when the little, little yeah. tiny little <laughs> trains cross the road. They're kind of like a toy train. Yeah. Carolyn, you are a swimmer from way back, so you were telling me before that you were living in Melbourne and you were open water swimming then. How does mm-hmm. that, was... that compare to swimming in Townsville? Well, it was colder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to get in the water and go, oh, yeah, 13, 14 degrees. Oh, it's a bit cold. Hang on, I better put my wetsuit swim togs on, which we're allowed to wear then. Mm. And then um, I did a lot of open water swimming there. And then I came to Townsville, been here 30 years, and then nobody did open water. And I thought, what's the matter with everybody? So with a, a few other people, we sort of started this um, Strand Swim series to get onto the Maggie Island Committee, which I was on. And then, yeah, and then it just sort of went bigger and bigger. And then they took away the cages and then it was just an open sort of thing. Oh, and then I sort of, my husband was sick, so I stopped for a while. And now I'm sort of back in and really enjoy it. And I love the support of everybody. It's just amazing. But, yeah, there's nothing like swimming in open water. Are you amazed at how it's growing? Oh, yeah, it's huge. And I think we, when the Strand Swim Series and the Maggie Island Swim are, and I think that's sort of got people invigorated again because it's hard work swimming in those cages I can tell you oh so you've swum in the cages yeah, before yeah oh, tell hard. me about that oh that's really hard you've got to you've got to have the boat speed that with the um that pulls the cage and you've got to get right in the rhythm and if your boat goes too fast well you just you know, you know you're at the end of the cage and mm. you know there's it's a big big setup it was but it's much easier to well not I wouldn't say easy to set up now Colette is it because you're on the committee the, the actual swim is it, oh. it, it's still a lot of logistics and risk management and things that you've got to have in place for it all, as you know. Yeah, because yeah. those earlier swims, there was only, what, 11, 13 well, There was only 12 cages, cages. yeah. Mm. We could only, yeah, and you had to have time trials for it and things like that, so mm. it made a big difference. And it just limited the amount of people, but since that's been taken away, and I think it's, boom, it's grown, it's grown heaps everywhere. Because they're down in Brisbane as well. They're all everywhere mm. in Queensland now. I think it's grown huge. So John was saying yesterday that there was some tricks to swimming in the cage, like trying to be really close to the front. Yeah, so you've got front. to drag yep. off the yep. off yep. the front of the cage, yep. and if you went if the boat went a bit too fast, you yep. got caught at the, the back. back. And, yep. and so did it, did it feel like you were just swimming in big chop or a bit like, of a washing machine? Yeah, a bit of a washing machine and. Yeah, it depends on the weather. I mean, we've had some really glassy weather for some of the Maggie Island swims and it's been perfect record times, but um, it's not easy. <laughs> you've got to get up the front, but you've got to have the speed and the stamina to get up there as well. So, yeah, a lot of training for it. Yeah. And you've done it without the cage as well? No, you? no. So you wouldn't be able to compare one to no, the other? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I would like to do a relay. Mm. Mm. What about yeah. you guys? Do you think you would have enjoyed swimming in a cage across no, from no, Mackie no. to Colin? No. no. It's kind of crazy to think that enough. it was even yeah. a It thing. was really only the top swimmers that mm. ever got a yeah, chance. That ever got so the, the mere mortals would never ever get a chance. No, because it was yeah, Shelley Taylor-Smith swimming. Who else? A lot of you know very well-known swimmers you know, competed. They come from everywhere. There's still a lot of people that come up here and do it now mm. without the 
the cages. Yep. Peter and Julie have both done solo crossings, mm. and I've done a, a team crossing. The team swimming is a good way to get involved. You, mm. You're part of the event. You do a two-kilometre leg of the swim or four kilometres, two-man or four-man team usually. And, yeah, so you, you're part of that event. You have a great day and you've achieved your goal. Yep. I never thought I'd do a, a 8K swim. And then a couple of guys who were a year older than me did it when they turned 60, so I had to fall into line <laughs> <laughs> and have a go into the following year. So. Yeah. That was actually the year it got called off because of the crocs. So I had to wait another year. It was a good thing because it gave me an extra year of preparation. <laughs> I feel like with open water swimming, there's this theme that's been coming through in this trip where people want to seem to want to beat their friends or the next person. So if someone swims in a team across when they're 59, then someone will have to swim solo when they're 60, and then all of a sudden it's, well, I'm going to do five laps when I'm 73, and the next person goes, well, I'm swimming around the island 12 times and coming over when I'm 85. A little bit of one-upmanship, yeah. Well, I was going to swim the English Channel when I turned 70, but I... Haven't decided, I've decided not to do Haven't turned now. 70 yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just work out who the oldest was and do it a year yeah. later. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I'm 70 now. <laughs> and I still have the passion for it. Mm. Yeah. I still love it. Yeah. So if we've got southern swimmers that are interested in, in coming up here and, and swimming or maybe they're on holiday, what advice can you give them for swimming up in northern Queensland? Yeah, well, um, I don't know. I, I know a chap who came across from Perth um, a few years ago to do the Maggie Olsen. He was an ex-Townsville guy. Um, uh, Craig, um, what's his name, Martin? Mm. Yeah, I knew him from the surf club and, uh, yeah, there he is, um, lining up to do the Maggie Olsen swim, you know. Mm. On a broader thing, we'd welcome any travelling mermaids. Mm. Yep, they're welcome. Or mermen, mermen, mermen. Oh yeah, we accept yeah. them as well. So Sunday yeah. morning, seven o'clock, on the Strand. Yeah, near Juliet's. The second Juliet. We're on Facebook. They can always <laughs> join up. And, yeah. yeah, yes, we um, must make that clear. When I went on Google, I put Juliet's. There's, there must be another Juliet's a bit further yeah. down. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. No, not that Juliet's. Yeah. And this morning's swim before we finish up was kind of special because Townsville wouldn't really be known as being an artsy type of place, but mm. uh, we had a beautiful swim out to the Siren. Yeah. Can mm. someone tell me about the history of that? There's a little bit of art out in the water. Yeah, well, there's uh, artwork being done all along the coast, around North Queensland anyway. Um, a few... Um, well, at Christmas time, we were down in Bowen and they've set one up off the coast out there and uh, my wife and I swam out to that. It's um, probably about the same distance as this one off the off the beach. Yeah, it's just a, like a big basket. Um, but, yeah, so it props out at low tide. You can just see the top of it and other than that, it's underwater. So, yeah, swam out and we just dive down with our swim goggles on and have a bit of a look. So some of them are above the water, some below the water. Yeah, mm. I think below the water is the main theme. Yeah, the girl on the top of the plinth was modelled on a Wulgarikaba girl, um, which is a local indigenous. Yeah, and doesn't it yeah. change colour with does. the the temp- water temperature? temperature. So, mm. it, so it's yeah. connected to the Museum of Underwater Art, mm. and mm. there's a couple of reefs that you can you do need to dive to, so either scuba, preferably, or to um, to snorkel down mm. to 
and there is an insta- an art installation underwater. Um, but yeah, this one is um, the girl changes color yeah. depending on the color of the, the temperature, temperature of, of the, the water. water out at the reef. So it's a bit to try and highlight the whole warming situation. It does go through a little color spiel a few times a night as well, but generally when it's just one constant color, it's reflecting the col- the temperature of the reef. So. And it was absolutely beautiful this morning, especially because we were out there before sunrise and yeah. it mm-hmm. just lit up. Mm. Beautiful. But yeah, anyone that's coming to Townsville, um, there's a Tobruk swimming pool, which is also on the Strand at the other end. Um, if they turn up there, they can hook into anyone in town that they, and have a swim. So there's always lots of groups swimming. Either in the pool or in the in the ocean. Well, mermaids, thank you, and merman, thank you so much for being uh, <laughs> for welcoming for us down. for a swim this morning <laughs> and for being a part of uh, our podcast. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, Andre. It was great thank having you. you swim with us. Yeah. Yes, thank you.